Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Small Town Nerdcast. I'm your host, Bryfi, your comics guy, and it's the start of the new year, guys. Like, we're here. It's like a new year, a new me, the same show. <laughs> Actually, nothing has changed except now we write 23 instead of 22, and I'm sure half of you, like me, have probably accidentally written 22 instead of 23. And, you know, you get frustrated, maybe you've ruined some documents, and now you got to reprint them all. You know that kind of thing. But if you're some of the select few who can actually upgrade your years without any administrative errors, well, congratulations. You're you're better than us. But for, for us, the lesser, we're going to uh, just come together this year, take a deep breath, and do better. <laughs> like, that's it, man. Like... My New Year's resolution for this year, do better. Because let's face it, we didn't do great. <laughs> but we'll see how that all plays out this year with the podcast, with my life, and just with everything. Like, let's see if I can just do better. That being said, this week for you guys, we have some nifty nerd news. Um, things to review. Uh, ooh, I have one thing that I will review for you guys, and that is my take on Kingdom Hearts, because my wife has sat me down and made me play the game. <laughs> well, she has sat down to play the game, and I have helped her in the more difficult parts of the game, and now I have some thoughts on what I think about Kingdom Hearts, and currently we have beaten the first game, and now we are moving on into Kingdom Hearts 2, and so maybe I'll have another review there. Who knows? And that's pretty much it this week, guys. Nothing nothing too heavy or like too much to start off your new year. So hopefully you enjoy. And yeah, that's it. Hopefully you just enjoy. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your, your just all your family. Come listen to the Small Town Nerdcast. Anywho, uh, up first in our nifty nerd news section of, um, excuse me, of the podcast... Uh, we'll we'll head over to Marvel. There's some Marvel actor news. Uh, well, actually, let's just get the big one out of the way that we, I'm sure all of you have heard about by this point. Um, Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye in Marvel and the Avengers and things like that, and in his own Hawkeye show, he was in a serious accident over the this past weekend. I can't remember if it was before the New Year or right at, right on the New Year. Um, basically a snow plow or, or I don't know if it was, they call it a snow cat or something, something like used to plow snow, but it has like big tractor tires and things like that. Well, while trying to assist someone out of the, out of the snow or clear a path to help them free themselves from the snow, I can't remember exactly what it was. He was accidentally ran over by that snow plow snow cat thing and it, put him in critical condition. This man had to be like life flighted. It was bad. Or I don't know if he was life flighted, but he's definitely, he had to go to a hospital quickly because he was losing a lot of blood and like there were multiple injuries. Um, Recently, he has posted a picture from his Instagram account from a hospital bed. He's conscious, talking, and looks and appears to be 
in good spirits. He just kind of, if you see him, he just looks like his character Hawkeye when after he gets beat up. So, uh, praying for him and thoughts, anything that you, you believe in or whatever, send positively send that over his way because uh for all i could tell he seems like a pretty cool guy and seems pretty down to earth in fact he's still got some shows coming out here at the beginning of the year one's like a uh a renovation show i think it's um renovating with uh renner so our renovations you know because jeremy renner renovate i don't know look i don't write these shows <laughs> but He's got that show coming out, which kind of has me pretty interested. I'm, I'm curious to see how that show. And then I think he has another like a TV or a small series that he either plays the role, a big role in. I don't really know. I don't follow much of his other stuff other than like Marvel superhero things. But um, yeah, just keep him in your thoughts, guys. And because I mean, I want him to show up in the next. He's got to usher in the new set of Avengers, you know, like he he's an OG and I just hate it you know uh losing too many of them one two well we've already lost one um guy and also the guy who played thunderbolt ross too okay so we've lost quite a bit okay and it sucks so yeah anyway like i said he's doing better and so just positive thoughts man uh moving on to another marvel actor over here uh david batista has talked about kind of where he wants his career to go and where he sees himself in an interview, which I thought was horribly spun. Um, basically, in the interview from Variety, they were like, Dave Bautista calls Marvel's exit a relief because playing a sil- playing silly Drax wasn't all pleasant. Uh, making Kind of making it sound pretty harsh, man. But after you read what um, Dave Bautista actually said, talks about, you know, the makeup and, like, the body pain and all the stuff that it takes to get into the character of Drax is really not all that great. Like, it sucks. And we've heard other actors who talk about it, you know, talk about how much it sucks having to have all that practical uh, makeup, prosthetics, and things put put on because it takes hours to do. And then you have to get out of it. That's the even worse part. So that is definitely not all that pleasant in what in which he was referring to and i mean he did mention that drax is a bit of a silly character and he wants to do more dramatic roles you know and he can you know we've seen him in like blade runner we've seen him in what is it a uh, dune he plays like a more ev- evil violent type character and I, I i not like oh yeah drax is silly and stuff like that i like but i want to see what else he can do he he appears to be a fine actor probably one of the best to come out of like the wrestling scene uh i would argue he's doing better than the rock because at least dave batista seems to have a a range other than dave batista as this character dave batista as this character you know he seems to be different people when he acts is the job of an actor if you will (laughs) um he did talk about, though, that he doesn't want his legacy as an actor to just be Drax. Like, he wants more than that. And I can, I can agree with that, man. I don't think he should discount Drax because, let's face it, that's kind of what put him on the map for a lot of us. And so I hope he doesn't fully, like, disown the character of Drax. But I do want to see him branch out. I want to see him do more. And I, I agree. I think that would be a pretty cool thing. 
Um, moving over to something that I'm a big fan of. So uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of rally car racing and like drifting and stuff like that. Uh, one of my favorite guys to watch over on YouTube. Uh, he's a, a retired rally driver, Ken Block. He uh, sadly passed away over the weekend, I believe, uh, in a snowmobile accident, which is just absolutely horrible. And uh, there's not details released, but, you know, it's not really the important part of it, I guess. Um, but it, it, my thoughts go out to his family and stuff. He was seemed like such a genuinely nice guy when I watched his videos. Um, and it's like a hell of a driver, too, man. If you, if you ever look up Ken Block on YouTube, you can see a lot of the stuff that he's done. And um, I just, he he's kind of what made me fall in love with, like, cars. Like, I'm not a big car person, but, man, watching him drive and the type of cars that he would drive kind of got me into looking at different type of cars. And now, like, I'm looking to get a new car this year at some point. And... And just kind of taking what I've I've learned and like seen and like the styles that I like from rally car racing and the stuff that Ken Block has driven, it's kind of made me look in a, di a different direction than I normally would would for a car. So you know, like he he's kind of meant a lot to me on YouTube, and it's just been a joy to watch him over and watch his channel and stuff. But uh, sad to see him go, and it was just a little bit of something I just wanted to share because that was. One thing that I nerded out about, you know, one person I nerded out about, and so it kind of sucks. And uh, hopefully um, his family can just not move on, but, you know, regroup, uh, celebrate his life, and um, just push forward, you know, because it, it's hard. You can't just move on from things like that. And so that was a poor cho choice of words by me, but hopefully, you know, they get sh they have strength and courage and bravery to move on and continue his legacy that he's he's built. I'm not saying go racing, but you know, his, his kindness and stuff like that. Um let's cheer things up a bit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for that, guys. Uh let's talk about Black Panther. Uh well Cotton Forever, so it's been in theaters. It's been crushing. It's been awesome. It's been fantastic. You guys have heard my review of it already. But if you never wanted to go in theaters to watch it, you know, because look covid's still a thing it's just flu and all kind of other things are still a thing i get it it's not always the safest thing to go into you know a tiny box full of 100 people or more and breathe all in the same air i get it but guess what come february 1st you can now stream it at home on disney plus which i am super stoked for because casey did not go to the theater to watch it with me and i will force her to watch this movie on disney plus because it is fan-fucking-tastic. One of my favorite movies. Probably movie of the year for me, if I'm being honest with you. And I haven't, I didn't watch a lot of movies in theater last year. I think, um, the One Piece movie Red I watched. And I think there was another anime movie we watched actually in theaters, but I can't recall. And then uh, Black Panther too. <laughs> so, of the two movies... Actually, man, the One Piece movie was really great, too. But I think Black Panther was a better movie. And I think it can win some awards because there's some damn good acting in that movie. But that's it for the Nifty Nerd News, guys. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that quick little tidbit. Now let's move on to Kingdom Hearts, the game. So 
since we're just quickly transitioning into that, man, I never played a Kingdom Hearts game. In fact, I had only a vague idea of what Kingdom Hearts was and what it was supposed to be. Um, from my mind, without ever getting hands-on with it, I thought it was just Final Fantasy with Disney characters. And there were just weird, evil characters and, like... The darkness is what I thought they were. I've come to learn they're called the heartless and things like that. Um, so I, it just, you know, and it was only a PlayStation game and I was more of an Xbox person growing up and still to this day, I'm more of an Xbox person anyway, because I'm just a Halo addict and I can't stop. And then any other game that I like is a third party game that's on all the systems. So that I've just never really had a drive to go get a PlayStation. Although at one point I did have a PS3 because I really wanted to play Killzone, which I really enjoyed that game. But anyway, that's I'm digressing. So yeah, I really had just no inkling of playing this game. But my wife, Casey, my wonderful, beautiful, lovely, talented wife, that was actually one of her favorite games growing up. And she was a huge fan of the franchise. And... um we had seen it on Game Pass for Xbox. And so with Game Pass, if you guys don't know, it's kind of like, you know, like Netflix, like a streaming service, but for games. And it was on there. We downloaded it so she could start playing. I think she played for a little bit before we got distracted with other things. And then when we came back to pick up Kingdom Hearts again, it was actually taken off the Game Pass store. So I had to actually purchase the game. I spent 50 bucks to grab this game for my wife and her enjoyment. And I figured I might play it since now I've put, I have skin in the game now. I have put money behind this game. Uh, eventually I, I sat down to watch Casey play it, but while I played um, Pokemon on my Switch, and that is when I just started to kind of get a little bit more interested in it. You know, this character is Sora and his friends Riku, and um, uh, I can't remember the girl's name because- I'm not sure I not you i said sora not siri oh god is she listening shut up anyway <sighs> and it was kind of cool man like watching the story progress and finally i got a chance to play when casey got stuck with like a boss or a level i can't remember i think it was a level first and i think it was the tarzan level from the first game because it was very difficult to try to get across the hippo pond because you got to jump on top of hippos and trees and stuff. And at that stage in the game, you do not have a very large jump. Later, you can upgrade your jump to a, a, a higher jump. But at that time, it was a very weak, punk-ass jump. And so it made the game very difficult. And so I got a chance at it, and I got a chance to learn what many Kingdom Hearts players already know, how awful the camera is. <laughs> because my god trying to navigate this camera in this game and when fighting enemies is probably the most difficult thing about this game it is it honestly the camera angle and the camera control in kingdom hearts one makes the game more difficult just hands down 
beginner is like normal. Normal is like hard and hard is like some unknown expert mode that you don't know about because of the camera angles. And when I even being able to lock on to an enemy, it's still kind of difficult. And when you kill an enemy, it doesn't automatically lock on to a new enemy. Now you have to try to find and relock onto a new enemy and it's just it's not very intuitive it, it, i mean it, it clearly shows its age when you're playing the game because when you think about other action rpg type games or, or stuff like that they flow i would argue dark souls is easier than kingdom hearts that is how frustrating i found this game eventually i was able to figure out the best way to control the camera is just pretty much ignore it and just you know grow up <laughs> like that's pretty much how you learn to deal with the game is just you grow up and get over it but after i finally did that that is when i found that you know the game is a bit enjoyable it's not actually not not that difficult even though there are still aspects of the game that i just struggled with immensely like blocking and countering um the magic is a little like blocky and like trying to navigate through menus to heal yourself or your teammates it, it's just it was not great it was not perfect but you kind of learn to live with it after a while <laughs> and so you know it, it was all right but what i did enjoy was actually the story of it all you know um you're trying to get your friend back um donald and goofy are trying to find mickey spoiler alert and you know you're fighting against how oh, what is this dude's name ansem or something like that i can't remember and i was vexed by it i like i was honestly interested in this game and watched my wife play through it and I think my favorite level, and I think a lot of people would agree who have played Kingdom Hearts, is the Nightmare Before Christmas level with Jack Skellington and all that. Not only because it's a fun designed uh, world, but your characters get awesome like world costumes for that area. And Sora looks fucking badass. Like I don't know how else to say that. He looks awesome as like some little goth boy with vampire teeth. I will say the absolute worst level is the Little Mermaid world. And I let Casey do that one because fuck that. But then I got to play against the final boss. And funny story. <laughs> so Casey needed a little bit of help at first with it. Um, like, because the first part, very difficult. Like, you have to fight against a boss, but it is a flying fight. And flying in this game is god awful it is the worst it is very much like swimming except worse <laughs> like i don't know the camera angles plus the awkward clunkiness of holding x to go down and holding b to go up and now you can't use magic you can't use your summons all you can do and you can't even use like your like special like su super moves or like your your combo moves or whatever it's just you straight button mashing until you defeat this boss and that turned out to be very difficult even i struggled with it and what was worse is as you move throughout this final level there was only one other save point and we didn't know that at the time we assumed we were hoping 
there would be save points, multiple save points, because from the walkthrough that we read, there were multiple boss fights. And it was true, there were multiple boss fights, but there were not multiple save points. Thankfully, if you died at a certain boss, um, like you would spawn at the start of where you you died at not you didn't have to go all the way back to the beginning of the set of boss fights which if we would have done that we would have never beaten the game and that's just a fact because it is difficult because it is a bunch of stupid flying and ain't no one got time for that shit um but like it was funny because we did get to one point after a checkpoint which thank god we found this checkpoint um, but we kept just getting murked. Like it was just very difficult. We didn't know how to block this guy. I didn't know how to counter him. And slowly but surely we, uh, I started to learn. And so at one point, Casey went with some friends to go shop and stuff. And I told myself, well, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm at home with RJ and he's kind of upset that mom left, but he really enjoys watching us play Kingdom Hearts. So I'll put on Kingdom Hearts, play a bit, get Casey to the next save point, and, um, and then that'll be it. You know, if she should be back by then. RJ will be happy and he will stop crying. And he did stop crying. We started playing and I started going through the next level, start studying the boss that I was fighting against and figured out like his patterns and how to avoid slash counter them and Finally, I was able to get past that next stage, and then I was like, oh, sweet. And then there wasn't a um, wasn't a save point after that. And I was like, well, maybe it's after this next little boss or, or, like, this next boss. And then things get pretty epic, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, but walkthrough says I got to fight this boss, and then I fight another boss, then I go back to this boss, and then I finish it off with, like, or I was like, I, want, I, I fight Ansem, I go to this other like small, smaller boss, then I do this other part of the boss, and then I go back and finish Ansem. So I got four boss fights in front of me. There's got to be a save point somewhere in between them. And so I start going through, and I'm, and I'm getting crushed by learning, and finally I'm getting better, and I whoop up the first boss fight and I'm getting crushed and getting better and going again and going again and like RJ's loving it and he's cheering for me and he's like jumping around the living room like ha ha like doing like Sora noises and shit and then I I hit the boss and then he like fades out and then like we get to a cutscene and then that Kingdom Hearts song we all know know and love kicks in like when you walk away and then I started the like the horror of it all as I realized I had just beaten the game while my wife was out shopping. And this is the one thing that she specifically told me that she wanted to do and she was looking forward to do. And it was like her goal for 2022. And I just took that away from her. And I was like, oh my God. Because like most modern games, at least in my mind, this game's about to autosave because I just beat it. And that's what happens in games. They save that you beat the game. Thankfully, Kingdom Hearts is not a modern game. It's an old architectural piece of trash and did not create a new save point, did not autosave or anything. So we were able to be, take go back and start from where she had left off. So thankfully, no harm, no foul. And because I had realized this, I decided to tell Casey about what had happened because I thought, hey, don't worry no harm or no foul. 
Uh, when she heard the news that I had beaten the game, she hung up on me. I have never in our, what is this, 2023, we got married in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. In our eight years of marriage, because we're not there yet, she has never once hung up the phone in my face until the day that I beat Kingdom Hearts and she was not able to. Because she did not hear my second part of the phone conversation where that her save point was still intact so she could go back and beat the game. All she heard was, the game has been beat by your trash of a husband, garbage husband, ex-husband, if you will, and then hung up the phone on me. So I tried texting her like, no, wait, wait, wait. When she got home, the look on her face, and they came in like a posse, man. Like her friends were in front, like protecting her, and then they moved to the side, and she stepped forward like some fucking mob boss. And I said, Before you say anything, your safe point's still there. You can play and still beat the game. And when I tell you, I watched the devil leave her body, and I sighed such a huge sigh of relief. I am now 100% a believer of God. I was on the fence at first. Now I 100% believe in him. Though I I should be going back to church soon. But <laughs> it was just funny and crazy and hilarious and scary and all those things. And something I've never seen. A side of my wife I have not seen ever, ever. She's never been mad at me like that. She has never had that fire in her eyes. She was like an anime protagonist and I was the villain who just bitch slapped the shit out of one of her friends or someone from her crew and she about to just go like hokage slash fifth gear slash super saiyan ultra like whatever showing protagonist whatever their things are plus ultra on me like that's what my wife was about to do and i somehow managed to save myself with words <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I actually enjoyed the game despite all of its flaws, most of its flaws, because the mo- uh, for the most part, the game is flawed. However, it's still a fun story, and it was an interesting story, and now it has me interested for part two, or the second game, and so I can't wait to get a little bit of hands-on time with it. I've seen Casey play a little bit of it. She just started, and I already have a lot of questions, and as it turns out, there are games in between the two uh Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, that kind of explain what's going on. Casey decided that she did not want to play those games because she tried playing uh, the game that they say play right after the first game, and it's like some weird card version of Kingdom Hearts. Like, you use cards instead. Like, they changed, like, the battle mechanics a bit, and absolute horseshit. (laughs) So we decided to just watch all the cutscenes, like all the cinematics of it to get the story and figure out what happened and then go to kingdom hearts 2, knowing what's going on and being prepared for all that so that's what we're doing right now and casey's loving it rj loves playing it in fact he forces me instead of one like i want to play like games like halo and the division and uh neon genesis or fantasy star new genesis that kind of shit but rj keeps saying play mickey play mickey play mickey because he thinks sora is actually mickey and I don't, I don't, but he also thinks Mickey is Mickey. So 
Sora is just anime Mickey to my son, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty weird, pretty confusing. But, hell, he enjoys the game, makes everyone happy. And that's pretty much it, guys. That's all I have to talk to you guys this week. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you have a great new year and a new you and and all the things. Like, hey, maybe you don't want to change for the year. That Hey, that's fine. Just hopefully you're happy. Hopefully, you're enjoying life. And hopefully, you're having a lot of fun. That's all I care about. And if that means staying stay in the course and staying who you are or who you were last year or trying something new this year do it do it now but i gotta go it's late i got work in the morning still and i'm sorry this episode was pretty late uh coming out a day late than a day later than normal and just kind of thrown together it's the beginning of the year i'm still busy like i am I'm just trying. I'm trying so hard, guys. I have been reading Spider-Man comics still. Like somehow, like Nick Spencer's writing is just keeping me engaged enough to keep going. But I'm slowly losing interest. But there's a new villain that's been introduced, and he apparently has fairly close ties with Peter Parker. Or we're led to believe that this villain, who we don't know, is has very close ties to Peter Parker, and it's very interesting because he is. While he wants bad things to happen to Pete, he also is very protective of him from other villains. So I'm curious. And it looks like he makes, like he's a demon of some type and he has Mysterio involved in what's going on. So I am very curious uh, what it, what Nick Spencer is building up to. Because, you know, um, what was it? Hunted with Craven the Hunter was a fairly decent storyline, and I really enjoyed that, and I had fun uh, with the villains of that story and everything, and I'm looking forward to what he can do here. And I think that's kind of the thing with Spider-Man comics. You're not really reading them for Spider-Man, because who could give a fuck? Because at the end of the day, we all know Peter Parker has to be a down-on-his-luck dude who's perpetually broke, and that's kind of his character. So like, no matter what changes are made to him, He's going to go back to square one. But the villains, with a lot of the villains, there is actual change and bad things happen to them and lasting effects happen to villains. So that's why I'm pretty excited for what's going on and what that means. But that's it, guys. I'm all out of words for the start of the year. And hopefully you guys are just all out of listens. So we will chit-chat with y'all later. Right by out.